Hello and welcome to the Risey News, the podcast with all you need to know about your weekly news. Today is Saturday the 28th of March 2020. This week... Coronavirus takes centre stage with closing down of non-essential services in New South Wales and Victoria. Scott Morrison has claimed there's no need for a lockdown, as those terms aren't needed to be used in politics. And the Aurora Stars is said to be retired and gone back to its rightful owner at Piano Cruises. Okay, so on our first topic. Prime Minister Scott Morrison has urged the Australian public to avoid using the word lockdown. He says um, he says it creates a unnecessary anxiety and contributes to panic buying. Um, the Prime Minister has said that, that um, the word lockdown doesn't need to be used at this point. The country could close services and lock people in their homes, but the word lockdown isn't necessary. See, lockdown would mean you close everything, including essential services, which at the moment, and hopefully not for a long time, won't have to happen. He says he'd caution against the way people would talk about this word lockdown. He doesn't want to give people the idea that the place we might get to, where people can't go out and get essential supplies, that they can't get the things they need to actually live life for for the next six months. The state premiers in New South Wales and Victoria have foreshadowed stricter moves, potentially including a full lockdown if the increase of new cases doesn't slow. The number of confirmed cases of COVID-19 in Australia has risen past 3,000, with, with over 1,405 of those cases in New South Wales and over 574 of those cases in Victoria. Both states now sit at, at stage two restrictions, meaning pubs and clubs are closed, restaurants and cafes are limited to takeaway, and fitness centres are shut. Schools in use in Victoria have been closed with an early holiday break. Well, no one really calls it holidays at the moment because, obviously, state borders have been closed everywhere except New South Wales and Victoria. But the uh, holidays have come forth for Victoria. And in New South Wales, the schools, most of the schools have remained open. However, kids, uh, children are urged to remain at home and to do their work online or digitally with contacts to their teacher through online devices. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews said stage three restrictions could be imposed in his state in the near future. As, uh, as he said on Wednesday, there will be a stage three. He said that is not today, but there will be a further stage. He said yesterday. New South Wales is likewise on the brink of announcing new restrictions, with Premier Gladys Berejiklian yesterday revealing at least 145 COVID-19 cases appeared to be due to community transmission. The community to community transmission is what we're concerned with. When you have cases that come from overseas, you can monitor them and you have a source, she said on Friday morning. But when it's community-to-community transmission and you don't have a source, this means that the virus is starting to spread and the community without us knowing exactly where that is a concern, she said. The New South Wales Chief Health Officer, Dr Kerry Chant, says the full effect of the second stage of shutdowns won't be known for some days. These shutdowns are early and we do not know what the effects of them will be until we're able to monitor them with scientists' help. COVID-19 has had a dramatic effect on Australia and, and the world in general. US has locked down pretty much their whole country in general and most people are in quarantine, with different businesses having to adapt to change for the future. Now I'm going to put a poll on our website. Um, if you haven't seen that, that's risingnews.weebly.com. 
the poll is, do you think we should be going for harsher restrictions on coronavirus? Or are governments and people being overprotective? Let us know and I will tell you the uh, results of the poll in our next week episode. In other news though, the users of the icebreaker on rural Australis have decided after 30 years of being commissioned, going to Macquarie Island and to Antarctica, they will retire it from Australian service. It will be returned to P&O, which are the owners of the ship, and the red paint may just be removed. Aurora Australis is an icebreaker which has been going to Antarctica via Macquarie Island for 30 years. This ship would break ice in order to make way for other ships and to break up the ice in the um, Antarctic path. It will take its last voyage to Macquarie Island soon, and after that will be shipped back up north towards Newcastle, back to where P&O are. They will take the ship and they can do whatever they want with it. We do not know yet, but uh, it's a pretty sad story. The boat has been under Australian Commission for over 30 years and it's a pretty sad thing to do. But yet again, the the boat has done a lot for the country and uh, yeah. Also, in technology, Lexus has been on the headlines this week with topping all satisfaction surveys for their top shelf SUVs. The Toyota brand has been known for one of the best SUV brands of the year already, as car of the year for best SUV. When shopping for a large SUV, it's either easy to go to the default choice, an ever-talented German, but the Lexus RX is your alternative from Japan. Recently updated with the improved ride quality, tech and safety, the RX range is bewilderingly long. They're a front or all-wheel drive, five seats or seven, and propulsion via four-cylinder or a V6 petrol engine. There is also a V6 hybrid model. After all that, you choose from four trim grades. As most may know, Lexus to Toyota is like Audi to Volkswagen. These brands are sub-companies or subsidiaries of companies that already exist. They make a luxury version of cars that are already on the market. So Lexus would take a base or an engine from something like a Kluger, you know, a a larger car, maybe the larger RAV4, and they would change it and modify it to be more of a luxury car. Recently, these kinds of cars have been more on the market themselves. They have made cars of their own market, and in Japan they have such good facility for this that the Lexus cars have all been made off their own specifications. These luxury cars do come at a price, though, with a price of about $120,000 drive away. They do have good safety, though. Five-star rating on ANCAP safety ratings. With pedestrian and cyclist detection, 360-degree camera, front and rear parking sensors, active cruise control, rear cross traffic alert, blind spot monitoring, and auto-adaptive high beam. It also has very good litres to 100 kilometres rating of 5.7 litres. In other technology news, though, Apple has changed its WWDC conference, if you don't know, that's the Worldwide Developers Conference, uh, from a uh, from a physical conference to an online conference, hold in this June. This should be the release of the new iOS, iOS 14, and some other devices, and major software updates to come. If you haven't heard about this before, WWDC is a developer conference held for developers of uh, of software for Apple for Apple's hardware. Uh, where you can see all the new features and watch keynotes to see how you can improve your products with Apple's new technology. What most people would use it for is at WWDC, you watch the major keynote speech, which will uh, let consumers as well 
know the new features of iOS. So uh, it, it's something technology enthusiasts will be looking forward to, the uh, release of iOS 14. But having this year going how it is, 2020, off to a rough start, we might see some different things from Apple this year. Apple has already closed all of its Australian stores and most stores globally. In addition to the release of iOS 14, Apple will also release tvOS updates and a macOS update, in addition to a watchOS update and some other features which could come. Now, most of you who are listening, in fact all of you that are listening, this is your first time listening to this program. This is, uh, this is Rising News. Um, it's, a, it's a new program, it's a new format for me. I thought I would take a new direction. I thought amid all this COVID-19 fuss, we might find a way to to try and find another way to tell the world about news because obviously the media has become very large recently and uh, what people trust and what people think can change on the way it's presented. So even though, you know, each each week when I do my Rising News article, I will, uh, I will still talk a little bit about COVID-19. I want to focus on the light, you know, the nicer things in life. I want to focus on stuff that people care about a bit more because obviously I shouldn't need to sit here and talk in front of a microphone about COVID-19 when you hear enough about it that the normal media. So that's really what Rising News is. It's, it's a new format for listening to news, specifically for younger kids because I'm going to talk about, and you'll, you'll see this later in the program, stuff youngers, young, young people will be more interested in. Right, so, you know, normal news talks about murder and blood and, you know, stuff that you don't want to hear about. This program is going to talk about, you know, stuff that's happening at the moment, stuff that's going on in, you know, day-to-day lives that would interest, you know, like 10 to 30-year-olds. It's something that's, that's new. It's, it's a new program. It's a new thing I want to I want to broadcast. And those of you who are listening to this program, uh, most likely I'm probably going to give a quick shout-out to James and Oliver because um, I'm going to share this with you two first. Obviously, if you're listening to this and you're not James or Oliver, hi. Um, yeah, so yeah, James and Oliver, um, yeah, this is the new program. Welcome. Um, if you don't think this is a good idea, feel free to uh, contact me or contact us on our website. Yet again, that's risingnews.weebly.com. Uh, just go onto the About Us or Contact Us section and uh, just type in some feedback. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what you know. Anyway, in other news, kind of COVID-19 related, schools have, obviously, most of them have been uh, remaining open. However, kids that are uh, looking to stay home can, as uh, under advice by the New South Wales Premier. So those of you in New South Wales, that's what that's about. Uh, most school classes are online, and even those who go to school should be doing online classes at most public education schools. Um, those of you who are going to school and are at home doing school at home it's not homeschooling still it's not homeschooling what's the flexibility like like being you know the same myself it's different it's a learning curve that you got to get around so so finding out the new programs the new ways your life's going to be run it's it's different it's hard but it's it's different and i think it's i think it's a good thing so i'd love to hear what you guys think about that so uh just uh let me know on the website i'll have a feedback form and, uh, yeah, so, so it's, it's a different way of looking at school because school has always been thought of as, as a... It's, you look at things like this. You look at analogue and digital, right? Analogue means more manual. Digital means more automatic. To be uh, analogue learning, to me, is when you learn by physically writing or physically looking at. And now that kids aren't going to school, you, you don't have that analogue, right? Everything is, uh, is digital. 
right? So the digital age. Recently, the, the spike in the use of technology has gone up. And in Australia specifically, the NBN, our national broadband network, has been under strain. And some companies have put it under scheduled maintenance because of the increased use of digital technology. Now, my point, or my perspective on this is that that's a good thing. I feel like even with work, like working from home, people that are doing that now should be doing that more. If this never happened, I feel like it was a step in the right direction anyway. You should be you should be working from home. You should be doing digital schoolwork because that technology is there. It's like somebody at NASA building a rocket all the way to get to Mars, but just putting it on display. You know, if you've got the technology to do something, use it. And and I think that's a step in the right direction what we're doing now. And if prove me if I'm wrong, future me, I think that when this whole thing settles down, we will not go 100% back to analog uh, learning, which is and and work. Which is what I said earlier. Again, I'll say it again. Analog is physical. Physical learning means you have to go to school each day. You have to use a book or look at a whiteboard or a chalkboard or anything like that. You, you use your digital capacity, you know, a phone, even a computer, right? You use that digital learning to assist you and that is where it should stay. I feel like if this is the next six months, I'm at home on my computer doing schoolwork, there's no problem with that. We've had the technology to do that for over like five, ten years now. I guess before then, you know, iPhone was released in June 2007, 2007. That's a bit before that, you know. It's hard, but recently, we're in the 2020s. We're in the 20s. It's the time for that kind of stuff. And no matter what should have happened, even without COVID-19 in general, no coronavirus, we should be phasing in the digital technology. In entertainment, the question's been asked, with all these new movies releasing and cinemas being closed, what do we do? Do movies get delayed? Movies that people have waited years to watch? Do they just stop them? Or do they go for digital release? Some movies have already said, we will delay the release until later this year or until next year, until we are comfortable that cinemas can accept this. Uh, some cinemas before the closures, which they've all, most have been closed now by law because they're non-essential service, most cinemas have already said, we can't allow that many people in a room. You know, if it was a house lounge room, it's the same thing as a cinema room. You can't have more than 25 people, which that rule's going to get stricter later on. What do we do? Like some, as I've said, some movies haven't said anything. Some movies have, have just pretended like nothing's ever happened. People say, and I agree with this entirely, that the movies should be released digitally around the time of cinema release anyway. Even if it costs a bit more money, there should be a way to digitally watch a premiere of a movie. And again, I'll link this back to digital versus analogue. In an in a age of, of digital technology and the ability to do anything from you know, the palm of your hand or from a laptop, why are we still physically going into a shopping centre? Why do we still need to go to the movies to watch a movie and why do we still need to walk or catch a bus or drive to school to learn? See, it, it all comes back to digital versus analogue because the way we do things in life has never changed. Yes, the things we use to them have changed, but it, it's never physically changed. The way we get groceries... Yes, the groceries themselves have changed. Yes, the way we pay has changed. Yes, how much we pay has changed. But we still, even if we order them online, get a bag or get boxes of food. Right? There is no drone. There is no, you know, there's no There's no way that you could make stuff. There's no, you know, it's, it's all analogue still. No matter what they do, it's all going to be analogue. You're still always going to have a shopping centre with aisles, with other shops, 
you know, standard Woolworths, Coles and Aldi. You know, I'm probably missing out on Costco and stuff like that, but, you know, you guys are going to hate me. You're still going to have that stuff, right? And that's the same with schools. Either schools go online for the next five years, you're still going to have a physical school. And most of the time, I'd say, people will still go there. And, and there's, there's other places like this as well. You know, jobs. Jobs are, you know, cafe and restaurants have been shut down, right? That is something analogue needs to stay for. You know, you still need to go get food. And that's why people believe that analogue is a way forward. But there are other jobs, other than restaurants and cafes and food jobs, that that you can do online and you can do at home, you know. Uh, let's, let's say there's a website developer called John, right? He used to go to an office every single day to make websites for whatever company hires him, right? He goes to an office in, let's say, North Sydney. Now, because he can't go to the office, he does all his work at home. He still makes the same amount of money, does the same amount of work, he's just doing it in a more comfortable environment. And that is the digital age. You don't need to physically go places to get things done. And I'm probably getting, you're probably all going to think I'm blabbing on about this, but it's something so big and so important to me. It's that, like, the digital age has changed and revolutionised how we think of doing tasks. The human race hasn't changed, but what we use has. And uh, back at the supermarket, after thousands of Australians braced for businesses to close and jobs to be lost this week, Coles offering a reprieve for, for some. The supermarket giant announced yesterday it would offer 5,000 new jobs on top of the 7,000 workers it has recruited over the last past fortnight. This, la- this latest recruitment drive, when complete, will bring the company's total number of new employees to 12,000, all hired over a few short weeks. The new recruits have been fast-tracked into coal supermarkets and liquor stores across Australia and have come from a wide range of industries and businesses, including many that have been forced to close or to stand down staff, such as in travel, sport, fitness and hospitality. The hiring comes as Australians continue panic buying at supermarkets, leaving some aisles empty. We've just been so busy and the demand is enormous in stores, a cold spokesperson told news.com.au. The hiring comes as Australians continue panic buying, though. So, what's the intention? The intention, Coles says, is to get these guys in the doors as quickly as possible. So Coles, in addition to many other shops, has had to change the way they work. You know, they need to get more hiring people because they're the only shops that are open. Their shelves, some of them, have been run empty and they need more people to stock them up. But where those things come from? The supply end. How is that getting strained by, by current times? Suppliers of stuff like... Yet again, I don't want to come back to this, but I will. Toilet paper, and tissues, hand sanitizer, soap, necessities, you know what I mean. They have they have been running short. Um, in Italy, uh, there's been news that they have had so much toilet paper, so much of that stuff stocked up because they have a higher population, that they will never run out. They will have so much factories ready that no matter how much they buy it, they will never run out. But we're in Australia, you know, a convict nation of 25 million people. Right, we're different. We're smaller. Most of our products are bought from overseas and shipped in, from places where you can't get them shipped in anymore. Don't take this the wrong way, but China is where we get a lot of our produce and products and stuff like that, and with border closures, that's all shut down. So we're losing products, and hiring new people in new jobs in essential services can help this. In science news, NASA has, on Mars, told us InSight Lander that faced unexpected problems when its digging probe became stuck in the soil to hit itself with a jackhammer-like shovel. When something doesn't work, just hit it. Bang it in. 
Just hit it. NASA revealed the news on Twitter, writing, A bit of good news from our hashtag Mars. Our new approach of using the robotic arm to push the mole appears to be working. The teams at NASA JPL slash at DLR in English are excited to see the images and plan to continue this approach over the next few weeks. Hashtag save the mole. Popular science demand in the rescue operation was risky, as it could have damaged the tether which provides power and communications from the lander that is attached to the back part of the mole. So basically, if this didn't work and broke the thing, it would break billions of dollars of technology sat on another planet that we couldn't get back. NASA has uh, published a video of the thing being stuck. And images show the probe appears to be working again. And NASA hopes to continue this technique with a shovel over the next few weeks. The InSight's mission is to analyse temperature fluctuations inside the red planet in an attempt to understand how similar Mars' core is to Earth's. Well, that's all I've got to you this week. Thank you for listening to Rising News, and uh, make sure to go on to risingnews.weekly.com for more information, and submit an our poll for this week. Thanks again, this is Riley Oaks. Goodbye.